Welcome back to Jamie D and Big Newt, ladies and gentlemen. It is wonderful to have you with us yet again. We come at you every week, specifically Wednesday afternoons. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton. And this week, we are talking about the fact that the Buffalo Bills are back in first place. And then we're switching over to a topic very near and dear to the Big Newt's heart. Give them a preview. What's coming after that? We're just going to have some ends. First of all, it's good to be on the pod this week in first place. It feels wonderful. It's masterful. And like you just said off air, I'm doing very swell. Okay. <laughs> I've been trying to bring the word swell back for like 12 years now. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's not catching on. <laughs> and you know why that is? Why is that? I'm not cool. Yeah, you are. You're cool. You just got to give it some time. A little bit more. Uh, I, more than 12 <laughs> years. Seriously, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to talk about uh, Deion Sanders taking a Colorado job. Okay. Uh, the college football playoffs came out along with the Heisman Trophy finalists. It's four quarterbacks. And uh, yeah. And then, of course, the Buffalo Bills. Most importantly, what we're here for. Talk about the Buffalo Bills being not only number one in the AFC East, but all of the AFC. Everything broke right for us this weekend, I tell you. It really did. And it's got to be incredibly unusual for us to experience that, right? Like, we as Bills fans, we we don't have things work out. The, the only thing I can remember really working out for the Bills is when the Bengals had that last second touchdown to put the bills in the playoffs. Like mm -hmm. that, that broke our way. Typically we don't get that, but Hey, you know, here it was. And there were, there were two teams that needed to lose. We needed Miami to lose to San Francisco, which they did. And we needed the Bengals to beat the chiefs. Yep. Boom. Now there's basically what a three-way tie. Uh, at, at the top of the AFC at nine and three, but the Bills win out the tiebreakers. No, two way tie at the top. The Bills are a game up on Miami at this point. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, doesn't it feel good? We're we're five weeks out and we're sitting. We're we're where we want to be, right? We're right yes. where we want to be. And the thing is, Kansas City has looked like such a juggernaut that I didn't. <laughs> I, I conceivably thought that they weren't going to lose again this year. And the Bengals, whew, that's looking like a tougher game at the end of the season, isn't it? It does. And it, it, well, first of all, with Kansas City, it looks like it's, the Bengals have Kansas City's number. The, yes. You know, and you have that in football where you, some teams you just can't get past. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, I feel, I feel like the whole time we knew that that was going to be a tough game. And that's okay. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, it feels good. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch any of the games because I just felt like if I watch, then we'll lose or, you know, it won't work <laughs> out. So I kind of stayed away from it. And everything broke our way, man. I, 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 it feels good. It feels good to be back where we are. I know a couple of weeks there we looked down and it was like, man, are we even going to make the playoffs? Like, that's on the table. You know what I'm saying? So, Well, mathematically, yes. Right. No, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it wasn't warranted, but I'm just saying now we go from that to two weeks or three weeks later, we're sitting where we thought we'd be, top of the AFC, mm -hmm. you know? And that's great. That's what we want. We want home field. We want the vibe. We want everything that comes with it. 
and it just feel, it feels like we're getting healthy. It feels it feels good. Does it? It feels, it feels like we're getting healthy. Jamie D, come on now. Come Does on. Does it? Give me a <laughs> give me a smile on that pretty red face. Come on now. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like we're getting healthy, man. I'm telling you. But Jordan Phillips looks like he separated a shoulder, which would be a year ender. Von Miller is on the injured reserve. He's out for four weeks. That's not more healthy. Von Miller said on his podcast he's going to be back. So I believe him. Well, he'll be back, but it's going to be a month. Yeah. But I said that from the beginning. I said that when we got him, I don't even want him playing a regular season. So that's wonderful to me. Mm -hmm. I I guess I'm talking more about Tredavious White. You know, he was out there the whole game. Like, that's what I'm talking about because that's going to be important. That's mm-hmm. all. You know. it, I, I got to tell you, for all the people that have maligned Tremaine Edmonds through the years, they mm-hmm. are a different defense with him on the field, aren't they? Say it again for the people in the back. Okay. <laughs> Tremaine Edmonds makes a huge difference when he is on the field for the Buffalo Bills. Hear yep. me now and hear me clear, baby. <laughs> That's what I like to hear, <laughs> man. Yeah, dude. I mean, we're we're a def- different defense with him out on the field, and to think that we could just replace him with guys that just can't. And, and that's not no a knock on anybody else. I mean, AJ Klein, you're a great player. You had a great game the other day, but you're not Tremaine Edmonds, man. No, he's too no. dynamic. He's too di- he's too athletic, too dynamic, and versus the run, I mean, you can't replace that, in my opinion. So, well, and, I, I thought his biggest impact was against the pass. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely thought that was it. I mean, it's it's very clear that their backups right now are just guys, and right. there's still some development needed. At, well, I mean, uh, Darrell Bernard can probably develop. It's so he's only a rookie, but you know the other guys are probably interchangeable with you know whoever else they can bring in off the street. Uh, so when you have a guy who's made a Pro Bowl, yeah, yeah, you feel it. You feel it out there. Let's talk about the Dolphins for a second. Let's talk about them. The Dolphins lost 33-17 to the Niners with the Niners' third starting QB in the game, Three. Brock Purdy. Yeah. And Brock Purdy put up some numbers, man. Yeah, he did, man. Yeah. And who would have thought, man, down to your third guy, you still will. Uh, the Dolphins and and then Tua, man, we've been praising Tua all year. But what do you always say? Things always regress to the mean, and yeah, I think he definitely regressed back to the mean. <laughs> so yeah, he came back down to earth. Everybody was ready to put him in the MVP talk, and uh, yeah, so good for us. Um, the Jets lost too. Another valiant performance by Mike White. Yeah. yeah. So. Did you see when the Jets were getting off the team plane, they were everybody on offense was wearing a Mike White t-shirt? No, I did not see that. Yeah. I don't know how they got past me. Yeah, you think they like that guy? I know, right? Conversely, you think they hate the other guy? Wilson? Uh-huh. Yeah. You better hide your, your wives and girlfriends and even your moms. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, too I, soon. I'm sorry. I have a question to ask you. Yes. They talk about how QBs are leaders. And and the question is specifically about locker rooms. Okay. What, I I guess, start by defining what is a leader in a a locker room. 
independent of the position they play. I think a leader is somebody who people follow, people listen to. I think a leader is an extension of your culture staff. Okay. I think a leader is someone who's going to do right even when the light's not on. He's going to do what's right even when he's by himself. Mm. And I and I'm trying to define it without using the word lead, but you're the guy that people follow. Okay. Uh people follow you basically they want to do the things that you're doing. So yeah. is it a is a person a leader because they do the right things or is there a, an intangible personality personality element that goes along with it? Tangible personality element that goes with it. Like, cause I'm sure there's guys on the team that do the right things, but they're not considered leaders. Cause they, they don't, they don't draw people toward them. Right. You could, you could show leadership. You could show leadership capabilities and characteristics without being, def- that's just like saying your leader's always your captain. You mm. can have a team full of leaders, but you only got two captains. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think you need the title to show leadership abilities. Okay. You know, so, and people say that all the time. Because if you have a team and they be like, well, you could still be a leader if you're not voted captain, you know, and, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a quarterback has to be your leader, right? And inevitably they are, they're typically captains of the team too, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you, by default, are the person who you're the center of attention. The people are going to gravitate toward you because you're you're playing the most important position. The coaches are going to gravitate toward you. Right. What would it take for a QB to not be a captain on a team? Like what? That's pretty bad. Like what sort of behavior <laughs> and personality traits would prevent that? Because it's, like I said, by default, those are the people that are put into the captaincy positions, right? Yeah. If you if you are not a cap, that's pretty bad. Like, if you're not a captain of the team and you're a quarterback, then that lets re- that's really like a red flag. Mm-hmm. That lets you know that they really don't, <laughs> like, your team doesn't think much of you. Your coaching staff probably don't think much of you. That's saying that we, like I said, like they can't depend on you to probably do what's right. That's what I'm asking. They can't depend on you. Yeah. Like, in, give an example. Like, show up at practice. Be prepared. Try. Be prepared. Do the right things. Don't what be- What are the right things? Meaning not getting in trouble, being uh, on time, being accountable, having a great attitude. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can't depend on you. All right. And I'm asking you these questions because Zach Wilson, the Jets quarterback, was not a captain in college, even as an upperclassman. And he goes to the Jets. They made him a captain. And it looks like his players hate him. Yeah. And they probably just do it on him thinking because that's what they're supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it probably wasn't deserved. And it was very clear a couple weeks ago when he asked if he let the defense down, who had only given up three points, 
And he just snapped, no. And with that, Robert Sala was like, you know what? Not only am I not only am I demoting you, I'm deactivating you. Yeah. Street clothes, Wilson. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because on the other side, you have Josh Allen, who by all appearances does everything right. Right. His teammates love him. His coaches love him. The community loves him. Right. Did you see the 10-minute interview he did after the game Mm -mm. on Thursday? Oh, my God. He sat there with Fitz and the crew. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because he had on a Fitz jersey. Yeah. And then Bill's Mafia was there. I'm sorry. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You could see how much Fitz loves that guy. Yeah. And he, like, okay, does he need to treat Fitz well? No, absolutely not. Right. But I think it's just in his nature to treat people with respect. Yeah, and I, yeah, I just took it like he knows, like, that's knowing your organization, Mm -hmm. knowing, you know, like him and Jim Kelly, like you got to pay right. homage to the people before you and just think and, and look at it in lower terms. Don't even look at NFL. Cause like everybody to make it, in. think about it in high school. Think about when you went to high school, you played basketball, right? No, I didn't play anything. I thought you played basketball. I played baseball. CYO basketball. Okay. I remember us talking about basketball before. Okay. But just, just imagine you play on your high school team and then the tooth chipper, from your high school comes back. Everybody shows him respect, right? Yeah. You know, and that's how it is. Like you, you pay homage to the people who laid the foundation and came and did stuff before you. And you can see with Fitz. Yeah, he does that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he knows what Fitz is in the community, like in our, you know, Bill's mafia in the community, he knows what it is. And so he pays respect. And then Fitz knows he even said it. He was like, man, I was nowhere near as good as Josh. And that's why I love Fitz. That's why I, lo- yeah, I love that dude, man. How, how do you not love that guy? Yeah, I, I don't. I can't imagine it. I love that dude, man. He even said He was like, man, I was nowhere near as good as this dude. So that's why I'm like, man, we're winning. True. You got that stuff going on. Like, I don't know. I, I like that type of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love the interview, man. I, I love Josh Allen, man. He does, He has done everything right. He mm-hmm. has done everything right, dude. Like, who said? Only people that's gonna say they didn't like Josh Allen is our enemies. Well, yeah. And then <laughs> you know? if you're on Twitter, which you know, I I don't give a lot of credence to the things on Twitter, but I can't tell you how often I will see fans of the Patriots, the Dolphins, whomever, uh, the Chiefs, and they're like, "Man, I really like this Allen guy." You're right. I get it. He's very likable, and. Mm-hmm. Could I just say again, I'm so glad he's ours. <laughs> you but know? That, that's the thing, though, man, in, in, in professional sports, dude, you got to hit. Like, and it's funny because, you know, once again, I'm a Wizards fan. Um, right. And I'm just looking at that not to make the parallel. Like, we're just bad. We're, you know, and it's like we're below 500 now. We're like 11 and 13. We just got spanked by the Lakers last night. Mm. AD came to town and gave us a double. Do you know? Let me ask you something. Sure. Do you know what a double nickel is? A double nickel. Yes, uh, I'm putting you on the spot. If you don't know, that's fine. No, I don't I, know. Okay. A double nickel. I'm, should we make this a Twitter question? I don't have nothing to give away. 
Well, I right. can't wait that long. I need to know what it means. Okay, a double nickel means that somebody came and gave you fifty-five. Oh, a double that makes nickel. Sense. So Spike Lee said it in a commercial, you know, back in the nineties, like, like when he's Jordan, Mars Blackman. Exactly. Jordan oh. gave. I think Jordan gave went to the Garden and gave Boston fifty-five points. He was like, he came and gave him a double nickel. Hmm. So I don't know. My wife didn't know it either, but I just figured everybody kind of knew that, but. Anyway, talking about the Wizards, this is like, man, they uh they talked about like because this is a prospect that's seven four. His name Victor Wamakambi or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, he's seven four. He's he's the best talent to come out since LeBron James. He's gonna be the number one pick, and so everybody's tanking for him, right? So you're losing <laughs> games to get him, right? And so then they they talked about like the losing teams and their draft picks like the last 10, 12 years, and it's just dismal. Like, mm-hmm. we got John Wall, we got Bradley Beal, and then everybody's just guys. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm bringing that back to Josh Allen. That's the only thing, man. You got to draft a guy. Like, that's your only job. And I keep talking about this on this pod. I've been talking about this for two years. If you don't have a quarterback, you should be drafting two or three quarterbacks a year until you find a guy. <laughs> you, yeah. And I've been saying that. That's why I remember when Washington drafted – uh. RG3 and they draft the cousins. Yeah. I was like, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. One of them got to work out. I mean, I guess it didn't. Well, uh, cousins is still pretty good, but I yeah. guess it didn't really work out for the fran- Washington franchise because neither is there anymore. Neither of them is there, but right. had had RG3 not gotten hurt, they would have had two starting quality quarterbacks. That is and correct. And for years, when Ron Wolf was the general manager of, of the Green Bay Packers, he drafted a quarterback every single year and kept flipping those guys for first round picks. Exactly. Because that's the thing. You yep. don't even have to get them on the field. If you can develop them, you can turn them into, you could turn that fifth round pick into a first right. in a couple of years. Right. And, and they it, don't even have to be good. They could be Charlie Whitehurst. Right. It's the most important position in all of sports, the quarterback position. Yeah. And that's why I understand College football, when you're a top team, a top team, you're bringing in a top quarterback in that class every year. Every year. So now you got four. You hope to have four of them. Now, granted, with the transfer portal, if a five star guy is sitting on the bench, he's like, man, I'm not sitting on the bench. He winds up leaving. So mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't work like that. But that's what it used to be, you know. And mm-hmm. so for us to be fortunate enough to have Josh Allen, he. Turn, and for him to be a good guy, community guy, and all that stuff, like he's, it's like it's scripted. Like mm-hmm. he's did every, like he has not had any mishaps. And it's like you compare him to Wilson. He's, he just comes off as a knucklehead. He messing with his best friend's mom, like all that stuff, man. And once again, <laughs> he's young. Maybe he can rebound from it, you know. But then, then you got, did you see today, Baker Mayfield? This is Monday. We're recording this Monday night. Um, Baker Mayfield got waived. Yeah. He got released. And it's like, yeah, Baker was a knucklehead. Like, you, it's hard. Like, from that position, you have to be that guy. Number it's one overall important. pick and number two overall pick is going to, looks like he's going to follow the same path as Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah, man. Unreal. And it, wait. It was Baker Mayfield. Okay. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. And then, um, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold for the Jets. And then Rosen's done too, right? Or yeah. yeah. He's done. So the only two left standing is Lamar and uh, 
Only two left that is Lamar and uh, Josh Allen, right? Yeah, and don't look now, because we've been talking about other teams at the AFC. The Ravens are only one game behind Buffalo. And remember the beginning of the year? It was, what's wrong with the Ravens? Yeah. Guess what? They're winning just like we said they were going to do. By the end of the season, they were going to pull it together. And here they are. I don't want to play them. (laughs) They're like a bad rash. Oh, they're like a bad rash. <laughs> like, you know, because this thing, like you said, I noticed that in the standings too. I'm like, dude, they're right there with us. But nobody talks about the Ravens. Nobody talks about Lamar Jackson. They just fly. They remind me of the Steelers. Oh, They remind yeah. me of the Steelers. Like, nobody really, you know, but they just study. They just, they ain't superstars. They not making a bunch of noise, but they study win. They study mm-hmm. win. Going along. Oh, reliable. Oh, reliable. The AFC is stacked, isn't yeah, it? It is. It is, man. So it's going to be interesting. That's why you want home field advantage. So we got to keep taking care of business. Right. You right. want home field advantage. And the way it looks right now, the playoffs set up like this. Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans are your division winners. Bengals, Dolphins, Jets are your wild card teams. The Jets and the Titans have the same record at 7-5. and five. The Dolphins, Bengals, and Ravens are all coming in at 8-4. and four. And then the Bills and Chiefs are 9-3. and three. You've got eight teams within two games of each other. Yep. Whoo! <laughs> yeah, that's why we got to take care. We got to keep this going along, taking care of business. Yeah. Yeah, and... How do the Titans do it every single year? I mean, I know they're only seven and five. They're two games above five hundred right now. It's a down year for their division. Their yes. division. That's what but, I was about to say. Because they're in a weak division. But they've also got a great coach. They do. He's tough. Yeah. He's tough. They run the football. They're a good or- rail uh, run organization. So I'm not gonna knock them. But. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, once again, we talk about the quarterback position and what is Tannehill going to do? Like, Tannehill, I feel like this year, and I, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but he just feel, it feels like he's just a game manager. At this point, I would say his best years are behind him, and same yeah. with Derrick Henry. You know, so. And the other thing is he doesn't really have any receivers anymore to throw right. to. You let your best receiver walk out the door, and then he came back this weekend and, what, had two, three touchdowns, I think? So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Tennessee. And like I said, I just want us to have home field advantage. I want Buffalo to be able to host. I want to see if somebody could come. I I want to win the Super Bowl so bad this year because I just see how the league is lining up, how guy young guys are playing so well, you know. And so it's like Hurts is is you know Hurts is playing well, but he's mm-hmm. young. So let's hurry up and steal one before he do something. And then you got Mahomes, who's always there. You got Tua coming up. You know, um, let's steal this one this year. But it's kind of like man, just to have a home. Can you imagine a home playoff game? Number one seed bye week. Do we even know what a bye week feels like during the playoffs? <laughs> well, I mean, you we're know? just getting used to what the playoffs feel like. So a bye week in the playoffs? <laughs> Get out of here. Can you imagine <laughs> that, bro? Like, so I just, I really want to keep this one seat. I know, it, uh, you know, 
if we would have lost and if we would have been hanging on. I'm like, all right, y'all, you know, but now that we won and we here, man, it sure feels good. The I got only... so many texts this week. Oh, man, Bill's number one. Yeah, it feels good. It does, doesn't it? It feels and, so good. And it doesn't mean anything. I mean, here we are in week 13, four, going into 14. It, it doesn't right. mean anything, but it still feels good. It feels good. <laughs> Um, so the only way the Bills are going to be able to keep this number one seed is by winning out. Because we winning. Yeah. We keep winning. Looking at the Chiefs schedule, they play the Broncos twice, the Texans, Seahawks, and Raiders. They're gonna win out. They will. They're going to win out. They will. I agree. Can we win out? Neither one of us predicted that. Can we seventeen and three? I mean seventeen and three. I'm sorry. Fourteen and three? I I think that they can. I think that they can. I, I don't, like I said, I've said all along, I don't expect it. Right. Because I think you tend to you tend to split in your division. Although I got to tell you, I don't think the Patriots are up for it. Right. And that would be the, the one div- divisional game that they would lose the rest of the way because it's payback time for the Jets and Dolphins the, over the next two weeks. The Bears should be an easy win, but the Bengals? The Bengals. Ooh. It's a Monday nighter. At at Cincy. At Cincy. That's the one you worry about. Don't, that, don't mention that's the words. It's about. okay. That's the one you worry about. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Um, they announced today, you brought up the Dolphins game. They announced mm-hmm. today that that game got flexed to Saturday night, 8-15. Yes. Next Saturday. Um. A15, they flexed it, so it'll be prime time. I think we're gonna beat the I think we're gonna beat the sleeves off them dudes. I think we're gonna dog walk them. I think so too. And I think we're gonna dog walk them. And of course I have concert tickets that night. Really? Well, we won't be here two weeks from now because I'll be in Mexico. Ooh, don't so, drink the water, baby. I'm not. Yeah, but yeah, we'll so we won't be here too. I'll be we'll we'll come in next week. And uh, record, but the week after after Dolphins game, we will not be recording. So we'll give you all some time during Christmas week to be festive and do your shopping and all that stuff. So, <laughs> yep. So we'll return the following week after the uh, Bears game. Yes. But how do you feel about? Well, even though you're going to be at a concert, how do you feel about us getting another primetime game? I I think it's pretty cool. I think that it's it really speaks to the Bills are a national draw now. Yes. They're an entertaining team led by Josh Allen. And you know what the best part about that is? What's that? Josh Allen isn't going to need to be Superman in order to win the game if the Bills can keep running the ball like they did this past week. James Cook, remember how disappointing he was at the beginning of the season? But that boy looks like he can run now. Hey, man, I feel like James Cook is balling, and he's like, look, like I know he doesn't know me from Adam, but he's like, what? You think you don't think that I was good enough to be a second-round pick? Oh, okay, well, let me show you. 100 yards from scrimmage, man. That dude, he he looks different, bro. He, he looks different He right knows now. you. Don't, don't fool yourself into thinking that James Cook doesn't listen to this podcast, because I know he does. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But if he does, hey – Keep it up, buddy. You look he, you look different, man. He, like they said, like the young people say, he is him. Right now, man. <laughs> he balling, man. I give it to him. Like I said, 100 yards from scrimmage this week, man. He looks good. 
the interesting thing is watching a guy with his speed, he turns what would otherwise be a six or seven yard gain by Devin Singletary and gets 14, 15 yards out of it. Right. And it's different. Though noticeable to me is he doesn't quite have the vision that Singletary has. Singletary has a knack for making the right cut. And Cook, he's a guy who goes where the play is designed for the most part. Mm-hmm. Nice observation, yeah. But that's that's not a bad thing because if it's a quick developing play, you, you need somebody who doesn't dance. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a lot of Buffalo Bills, but... You love some college football, and I think it might be a good time to discuss what you have in mind there. Before I get to that, I want to talk about one thing. Okay. You know, usually we do the same with three things we like, three things we don't like, okay? I just want to mention one thing I enjoyed from the game uh, Thursday. All right? Well, it's two things. One of them's personal, one of them's on TV. All right, the personal thing is my in-laws are here, and I always talk about in-laws and New England fans, and I love when my father-in-law is just quiet. He can He even knew. He even knew. He was like, usually, I don't know if you've been around older people. I know you've been around older people, mm-hmm. but it's like he always argues at the TV. Ah, oh, that's bull crap. Oh, <laughs> he sat there so quiet, and I loved it. That the silence was masterful, you know. And I'm not talking trash. I, you know, I'm not gonna never talk trash about you know in laws, whatever. I got to keep the peace in the house. But man, it felt so good. Just, you know, because I I talk about this all the time. We go to Florida for Christmas. We always play the Patriots. We'll go to Buffalo Wild Wings or Beef O' Brady. He'll have all his older got his friends around. Like, yeah, this is my son-in-law from Virginia. Yeah, he a Bills fan. Yeah. So, you know, it's friendly banter, but it's Mm -hmm. not banter because they always kick our teeth in. You know what I'm saying? So I just got to sit there and eat it, you know? So for him to eat a little crow, man, I ain't going to say eat crow. But just for him to be quiet, it felt so good. <sighs> oh my god, it felt so good. Uh, right. So there's the, there's a um, a scene from the TV show Modern Family, and the character played by Ed O'Neill, the guy from mm-hmm. Married with Children. Yeah, uh, he's like, "Oh, I stay up late," and his wife, played by Sofia Vergara, was like, "No, you don't. You go to bed right after every night, right after you yell at the news." i love modern family man it's so funny well anyway stole your thunder there's something else you liked no and the the other thing from the game that i enjoy was mac jones man he getting pissed off he getting into it with the oc and (laughs) i loved it like and you know he mac jones is a guy i'm sure he's well put together but he was just like Dude, you're making me look bad, man. And so for us to just beat their head in and them get to argue about it, that's that's the best part. Yeah. You know, and you, that, you love that in football. You know what I'm saying? That happened with us this weekend. Jalen had a game. Jalen came back and played this weekend, too. So for everybody who's been thinking about him, thank you for thoughts and prayers. He went out there with a hairline fracture and played great. If you go to his uh, Twitter, well, I reposted it. He played well, made some plays and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So we beat a team from D.C., actually. DC All-Star team. We beat them 40 to nothing. And by the end of the game, their coaches were fighting. They were literally really? fighting. Yes, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Their parents were like, please don't do that in front of the kids. Like, we beat them that bad, they got to fight. And so, once again, I don't promote violence at all, right? But just to see people lose their ish 
on national TV or in front of others, that's when you know you got somebody. Wait a minute. Like, they came to blows? Well, they was pushing and shove. I mean, I didn't see it, but all the kids was t- talking about it. You oh, know what I'm saying? Man, you... you know, I'm up in the stands video. I, I do the video, so. Um, but, yeah, the kids was talking about it. Man, you, you can't do that. Well, it's... I don't believe. Yeah. Don't do it in front of the kids. No. But some people, man, they get just that mad about things, man. Sometimes you can't walk away from it. And so uh, that's why I feel like Mac Jones, because Mac Jones, he has it together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for him to lose his ish on national TV and then talk about it afterwards, man, that's when you know you got somebody, man. I love it. <laughs> love it. You know? Yeah, well, they're clearly in his head, and he is clearly upset. Right. Don't hate it. Yeah. But anyway, on the other news, man, the college football playoffs. I know you're not big on college football. You know, I just wanted to talk about it real It's not that I actively dislike it. It's just that I don't follow it. On the college football landscape, the top four teams, okay, is Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. And so usually we don't talk about college football, but what makes it interesting is everyone thought that Alabama was going to get in this weekend, okay, Mm -hmm. because of the – the conference championships that happened this weekend, the way things fell, Ohio State wind up getting in, all right, and they didn't even play for their uh, conference championship. Weird, right? Okay, yeah. So Ohio State was uh, left out because Michigan wind up beating Purdue in the Big Ten championship, right? Mm-hmm. But USC quarterback, who's up for the Heisman, Caleb Williams, got hurt, and they got upset by Utah. And uh, USC was number four. So that made way for Ohio State. So Mm -hmm. now Alabama, they moved up from five to four. So the next team up was Alabama, who also did not play for the SEC championship this weekend. It was LSU, who previously beat Alabama, versus Georgia. Well, Georgia beat the sleeves off LSU like many expected. So then now we wait for Saturday night, the uh, Big 12 championship, which was – TCU against K-State. TCU, all they, they were undefeated. All they got to do is win, and now they're in the college football playoff, right, versus right. K-State, who's number 10. If they lose or look bad, then Alabama, everybody thought that Alabama would get in, all right? So the game went to overtime, and TCU indeed lost, all right? But they stayed in the top four. They didn't even move down. They still stayed at number three. Really? Yeah. Even with a loss. So they have one loss. Alabama had two losses. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was talking about that. That's been a topic of conversation. Now, it's nice to have playoffs without Alabama for a change. I know. And that's what people are saying. Like, you know, because Alabama's like been steady in it the last 50, well, however long Nick Saban's been there. So mm-hmm. um, for them to miss the playoffs, is it's, it's, it's weird. It's kind of refreshing. But Georgia's so, been a machine. They have been very good lately. And so people are predicting Georgia. I don't know what the early line is, but Georgia has been predicted to beat um, Ohio State. And, then, of course, Michigan over TCU. So everybody's looking for a Georgia-Michigan uh, championship game. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's something to keep an eye on for. Alabama's not going to be in it. And Michigan, a few years ago, You'd have said no way. Yep. People were calling for your boy head. Yeah. Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes you got to be patient with coaches, man. You know? Yeah. yeah. But 
you know, they pay these guys so much money. I think they expect instant gratification. I know that's right. Speaking of money. And coaches. And coaches. Must be, you remember the song, Must Be the Money. I don't know if you remember that back oh, in yeah. the 90s. Dion Primetime Sanders, as he wants to be called, Coach Prime. He was previously at uh, Jackson State University. They just won the SWAT on Saturday. And on Sunday, he took the job to become the next head football coach at the University of Colorado in Boulder. And I want to talk about that. Yes. Especially, I'm sure, that intro meeting that he had with his team. (laughs) Did you see that? I did. Oh, my God. He basically told all the in Colorado they went one and eleven this year, right? right? So he basically told all of them, "You might as well just hop in transfer portal now, all of you. Mm-hmm. You might as well." And it's so funny. It was like weird and uncomfortable because after he got done talking and preaching to him, because you know he when he gives his speeches, he's halfway talking, but then he's halfway preaching, right? <laughs> So after he got done, he was like, is there any questions? And then everybody just sat there all quiet and stuff. He's like, come on now, ask the questions. I know when you go off in the the locker room, y'all going to be talking, so just talk right now in front of everybody. And so then one guy is big old lineman sitting right next to him. He was like, uh, he raised his head. He's like, yes, sir. He was like, "Uh, are you going to retain any of the coaches? And he basically said, no, I'm bringing my own coaches. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, bro. And he was just like, yeah, his whole thing was, I'm coming. Like, everything he kept saying, like, I'm coming. I'm coming, you know. And then he was like, uh, yeah, I'm bringing about 12, 13 dogs with me from Jackson State. Yeah, I'm bringing my luggage, and my luggage is Louis Vuitton. Yeah. So just get ready. So, yeah, I'm bringing the guys in, so y'all might as well just hop in the transfer portal right now. Yeah, and apparently – the transfer portal has gone nuts with people looking at Colorado now. Right. Well, he already got, he's been head coach for 24 hours and he already got a four star kid out of Florida that was previously committed to uh, Texas A&M. And he offers Alabama, Ohio state A&M four high four star guy from uh, Fort Myers for where Dion's from. So (laughs) I think, well, at Jackson state, cause I know we don't talk college football. He had the number one player in the country that he stole from Florida State. Yeah. He got him to go to Jackson State. And so I'm just like, man, I can see him turning it around in Colorado. If you can have the number one player in the country go to lowly old Jackson, Mississippi to play, why can't you get guys make Boulder cool? You know what I'm saying? Especially a program that has had history. Right. Colorado went to the national championships back in 90-91. I know because they play, we played uh, Notre Dame, played them twice in a row in the Orange Bowl back then. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know why people don't think he could turn it around. I would be a little hesitant if I were a player, though, for, for two reasons. Okay. Number one, I'm always going to be overshadowed by my coach. True. And if I'm trying to get that sponsorship money or I'm trying to make a name for myself, I probably... And I mean, I know that all of the college coaches out there are celebrities in their own right. And that's what I was about to say, but go ahead. (laughs) But none is a a bigger celebrity than this guy. And and he's going to talk the talk and he's going to talk smack. And every microphone is going to be in his face. It's going to be the prime show every single day. And the other thing is, 
I feel like the moment he gets a better offer, he's gone. So that's true too. He may not play out his four years there, but again, isn't that what every other coach does? Exactly. That's all true. But, and that's why he left Jackson state. He was only at Jackson state for three seasons. Mm-hmm. You knew when you got him, he wasn't going to be there long. But the economic impact he had on Jackson, Mississippi, the city, and also uh, historically black colleges and universities all across the country is immeasurable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Colorado looking at it like, okay, we know we're not only going to have you for the short term because you're going to go somewhere bigger and better than us, but maybe it could be mutual beneficial. Yeah. You know? But the thing about it is, though, the reason why I'm bringing up this topic is because a lot of people at Jackson State are looking at him like he turned on them. And that's why I want to discuss. All right? I look at it like I, I, I support Deion Sanders. And once again, I don't want to name drop or whatever, but you have to know my perspective to understand my opinion. I've been around Deion a little bit, right? Have you? My friend Joe, his agent, and Dion have the same agent. All right, okay. Roosevelt Barnes of Barnes of uh, Barnes Associates. So I've been around him a little bit, right? So I mm-hmm. kind of know him personally, I guess. And so, and it's no different than probably what you see on TV. I mean, Dion is very self-serving, mm-hmm. right? It's it's about him, and you know that from he talks about himself in third person. So anybody <laughs> who talks about himself in third person is probably all about them, right? But but that's okay, because like I said, with the relationship with Colorado, is it could still be mutual. We could still both get what we want out of this situation. He could st- he did a lot of good at Jackson State. I'm not doubting any of that. All right, but two months ago, when they played Alabama A and M, and Eddie Robinson Jr., uh, it was like a uh, disagreement with him and Prime. Right during the handshake, because you know Prime rubbed people the wrong way. He talks a lot of smack before the game. He didn't want to talk to the coach. He's dancing around, you know, playing to the crowd. And then after the game, they won, and he wanted to give uh, Eddie Robinson Jr. a bro hug. And so when he, you know, and Eddie Robinson stuck out his hand like, "I shake your hand, but don't give me the bro hug like we cool." So he kind of pushes pushed himself off of him. And Dion got mad like, "How dare you?" You know. <laughs> So after that, in uh, in the post game, uh, Eddie Robinson was like, "Man, you're not one of us. You're not SWAT. You're an outsider coming in, and you're going to leave first chance you get, right?" And that made yeah. national news. I don't know if you saw that. That made national news. So Dion said in his press conference, "Well, if I'm not SWAT, who is?" And so somebody made a song about it. Right, <laughs> if I ain't swag, who is like is a song. It was a dance, everything. It was like a big deal for like a month, and they were playing it at Jackson State games. And you know, I'm swag. I've done so much. I put did all this stuff, right? So now you leave at the first chance you get, right? And mm-hmm. so you know, I like my analogies, and so I'm I'm saying this long story to say this analogy. I look at Dion at Jackson State and going to Colorado, like. A guy trying to date a girl, and you tell the girl that you don't want to be in a relationship, but your actions are saying something different. You're calling every day, you try to take her out, you whisper in the sweet nothings in her ear, mm-hmm. and then once you bag her, once you bag her, then all that stops. Right? Mm-hmm. But then you say your excuse is, I told you I didn't want no relationship. 
Well, that's when your car gets broken into, bricks go through the window, <laughs> tires slash, and then everybody looking at the women like, oh, she's crazy. No, she's not crazy. You just messed with her feelings. That's what I think that Dion did to Jackson State. So in the SWAC championship this weekend, there's videos circulating of people playing bye-bye and all that. You go and all that, like, like you know, making fun of Dion leaving and, like, you left us high and dry. And so it's trending on Twitter like Black America is saying, you know, no, don't do this. Coaches leave all the time. And I'm like, that is true. Coaches leave all the time. But you made them feel like you were going to be there for the long haul, even though you always told them you wasn't. Uh-huh. Just like Colorado, you even said it. He's going to probably be going. If he does well, he's going to be gone in three or four years, right? right? But today he's talking about, yeah, I'm going to turn it around. I love this place. I, he told the AD he loves him. Like, man, I love you. Man, I love you too, Prime. Today. Like you, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that's why that's the reason why I'm, this long story and soliloquy I'm going off of. I just think that's hilarious. But once again, I support Prime. I, I'm going to be watching Colorado. I want them to do well. And t- I think it's going to be a great story. But the people who are mad, I think they're justified in being mad. That's all. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. What else you got for us? Wow. Okay. No, no opinion. <laughs> nope. Nothing. Uh, well, I guess that's it, man. I already said my piece. <laughs> oh, I got <laughs> I got you. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. All right. Well, then give us a song, baby. Number one, the AFC. Let's keep it up. Let's get this win this weekend. Hey, hey, hey. Let's go Buffalo. Buffalo.